And over the line on the right side. Pass over. Matthew shot. Oh, the save by Mike Smith coming across. Absolutely Rob Matthews. And the puck out to center. McDavid down the right wing. Kenners scores! Darnell Nurse ends it in overtime. Oilers win 3-2. 17 seconds of overtime. A chance at each end. Matthews is stopped by Smith. Nurse scores on Hutchinson, and the Oilers pull it out for a 3-2 victory. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 7.52, Heartland Ford overtime open line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Centre. Here is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Yeah, Dave, uh, you lose the season series to Toronto, but you win the last game, uh, 20 games to go. How do you view what you did tonight, and uh, how do you... Uh, you what you got coming up and where your team is at well it's good to get a win tonight we uh, we didn't start the game very well i thought we just flipped the puck around and had no no uh crisp execution in the first period so we were kind of chasing it but then second period we got better and and uh got a got a break on tourist's goal and then uh Schmitty makes a big save and and we get a two-on-one and we capitalize on it so we'll take the points there's uh there's still some work in our game, uh, you know, Toronto had uh, had our number for those three games at home, and other than that, it's been it's been a real tight uh, series against them. So um, we've got lots of work to do. We got 20 games left, and uh, there's uh, we still got to grow our game. There's there's parts of it that can really improve, uh, but there's some parts that that you like. There's some parts we can build on. Thank you, Mark Spector, Sportsnet. So you get uh, you get the depth scoring that you wanted from your forwards tonight. A couple goals from uh, guys not wearing twenty nine or ninety seven. Is that a, a big piece of I guess uh, the puzzle to win in the game tonight? Well, you need that. You know, it's just it's and and we got a break on Tourist's goal. I was I was happy for Tourist. It's he's gone through a lot between struggle a little bit early and then the COVID and he's worked hard. He got back and was actually played a couple strong games for us and then. Uh, got quarantined for a while and then has had some good practices. So if anybody deserved to have one go off their ass, it was him. So it was good to see it go in the goal for him. But uh, but that depth scoring, you know, we need that. We're going to need in tight games, you got to chip in all over the place. And, um, you know, you got uh, Connor and Leon, you know, they're going to do their share, but the more people can chip in, the better. So us media guys made quite a lot about you guys finally beating Toronto and having to finally beat Toronto in the last meeting. Uh, now that it's over, is was there more to it than the Edmonton Oilers were letting on? Is it really important to get one win against these guys? Well, I mean, we we were before those three games at home. We were two and two with them, you know. So it's it's not as if we haven't beat them before. So, but uh, but they're a good team. Like they're they're a measuring stick team in our division, and we wanted to come in and play well. So, you know, we got three out of four points in the two games. So we'll take those and you move on to Montreal. Josh, Canadian Press. Dave, I know you were asked about Darnell this morning, but just the growth of his game this season, what's the ceiling for him, and, and what have you seen from him that's allowed him to, to have this offensive outburst? Well, the offensive part of it is uh, is a bonus. You know, he he's... Um, He's really put a lot of work into his game, both physically and and kind of learning. And I know uh, 
Jim Playfair and him spend a lot of time and Nursey spends a lot of time himself, like really, really digging into how he's playing and the, the details of the game and the details how to get better. So I give him a ton of credit. He's, like I said this morning, he's he's an athlete that's all in on making sure that he's prepared and, and willing to do his part. And with that, it just shows his leadership and, and importance to our team because he's, he's a guy that plays big minutes. He plays a big role in our leadership on and off the ice. And, uh, you know, it's, you like to see guys that put the work in are passionate about getting better you like to see them get the results it's it's uh, it's a great feather in the cap and there's a lot of young players should be looking at what he's doing and recognize that that's how you get better bob Stoffer, 630 chad david i apologize i might have missed the very beginning but mike smith i mean he gave you a puncher's chance they were they were on you early and he just can you maybe is that a microcosm of maybe his whole season in terms of the fact that he every night that he's been in there he's given you a lot of people wrote him off at the start of the year the guy's 12 three and one right now yeah he's he's played unbelievable we didn't play very well in the first period we were flipping the puck around and they kept coming back at us and he was uh he stood in there so it uh we needed to give him some support as the game went on which we got better but he's certainly done his part he's been outstanding for us this year and uh it's i mean these games are they're they're not easy games to play they're tight games where every play counts and he's certainly doing his part and talking about just bounce back uh, chris russell had a tougher performance the other night against toronto they could do that to you they're, they got quick fast competitive wingers and talent but just a thought on maybe what russell and bear is a tandem game and maybe how they settled your team a bit down because you had another pairing that had a rough night tonight yeah we you know you're you're looking uh, Toronto's a good team. They're gonna they're gonna come at you. So you got to be able to defend. You got to be able to read situations. And the other thing, you got to be able to execute. You got to you got to take yourself out of trouble so you're not defending all the time. And I thought Russell and Bear had a much better game tonight than they had the other night for sure. Ken Campbell, the Hockey News. Yeah, Dave, back with uh, Darnell. He has that chance with a couple of seconds left, and and you know just shoots it wide, and then he then he comes back, jumps right into the play gets that big goal is that kind of indicative of a guy who's um you know really sort of developing in in that sense in the offensive sense and and really sort of finding his his offensive game now you know what i i call it, he's earned his confidence and to be to be a really good player in this league like you're seeing that he is you you've got to do a lot of things right you got to put the work in and you hope those that work turns into results so he's uh he's getting the results but he's earned that confidence with the work he's put in and he's uh you know i can't say enough about him because there's i see what goes on behind the scenes and the work that he puts in and it's so good to see him get the results because it's it's kind of roadmap for a lot of young players coming up that uh that is really a feather in, in Nurse's cap. Thank you. If there are no more questions, this includes tonight's media availability. That is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett after a 3-2 overtime win in Toronto presented by Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Well, Rob, a 17-second overtime. It was almost only eight seconds, but Mike Smith made sure it lasted a little longer. We've seen full games that didn't have as many scoring chances as there were in those 17 seconds. Uh, 
when when you get into overtime, if one team gets an odd man break, and I was just saying it with Bob, if you get an odd man break and you don't capitalize, well, there's an odd man break coming the other way. And just the way it works, you better make sure you put the puck in the net. And I think the Toronto Maple Leafs felt pretty confident. They got a two-on-one, Marner to Matthews. That uh, normally is uh, night, night over, lights out. But Mike Smith was exceptional in this game tonight. He makes the big save. Now you're going the other way. And with that much talent on the ice, you, you know, it's hard to hard to fathom that uh, two-on-one's going both ways. One of them's not going to score a goal. And Darnell Nurse just con- continues his magical season. It's uh, I did a, 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 th- a spot today with Bob on his show, and we talked about Darnell. I, I knew that Darnell was a talented young man, and I knew his work ethic was second to none. I thought he was going to be a very good shutdown-type defenseman in the National Hockey League. I did not see the offensive explosion that we've seen this year from Darnell coming, and uh, I'm glad he's proving myself and a lot of people wrong because he has been all-world, like all-world. And there, there's been people whispering about Norris Trophy. I think he is certainly in that mix with the season he is having right now. But, yes, uh, in 17 seconds, we saw uh, six fantastic offensive hockey players create a little bit of magic both ways, and two players, probably the two you wouldn't count on the most, but Mike Smith and Darnell Nurse were the two that stole the show on that ice. Well, Nurse with 12 goals in 36 games, I mean, that that's – like a second line forward type production that's excellent and that's on pace for almost 30 goals over a course of a real season yeah that's a good point and what's amazing is he does not have a power play goal those are all even strength goals he now has two game winners and a lot of times rob you might look at a player's career maybe when he's eight or nine years in or after a guy retires after 14, 15 years, and you might see a jump early in his career. Oh, he had 11, he had 12, well, then he went 23, 27. And you look back and say, oh, well, he got put on the power play in his third year. I mean, Nurse is on the power play, but that's not how he's, that's not how he's getting the goals. No, he, I mean, he certainly benefits from being on the ice with with Connor and Leon, but so did Paul Coffey being on the ice with Yari and Wayne. It, you, you've got to be able to uh, play in those situations and, and contribute and excel. You just can't be a guy that's out there taking up space. And Donnell Nurse, uh, the way he's reading the play now, and this, he didn't, you didn't see this in his first few years in the NHL. He'd be a guy that would get the puck in his own zone. He'd go 1,000 miles an hour. He'd get it to the other team's end but it usually would end up in the corner. There wasn't a play made. Or he'd throw a puck on net. Now he's he's not jumping up as much leading the rush. He's making good outlet passes. And then now he's finding holes, finding quiet areas, looking for a spot to come in uh, behind the second layer of back checkers. And now he's open. And when you play with Leon and Connor, they make and create time to allow a third or a fourth or a fifth guy to get up into the offensive play. And that's who they hit because that's the guy that everyone forgets about. And nurse, uh, we saw it. He almost won the game at the end of the game, at the end of the third period where he just waited, found his time, walked right down the slot. And he's probably kicking himself that he didn't finish it in regulation. But Darnell nurse, uh, the season he is having is just, um, one of the reasons that the Oilers right now are fighting for a division lead. He has been that good for the Edmonton Oilers this year.
So the Oilers go to 22-13-1. and They're a point ahead of the Jets for second in the division. The Jets play Calgary, well, right now. The game starts in about two minutes, so we'll keep you updated on that one. Toronto leads the division with 47 points, two ahead of Edmonton. They do have a game in hand, but this uh, certainly keeps it interesting for the Oilers. Now, tonight, Rob, we got to talk about the first period because it was not good. The The Leafs were absolutely dominant. They had a 2-1 lead. Edmonton only had one scoring chance. They did score on it on, on the Archibald breakaway. The shots were 13-6 for the Leafs, and sometimes we see the shot clock, Rob, and we say that might actually flatter the Oilers, that they only got outshot by seven. What, what a two-part question, really. What happened in that period, and, and how were the Oilers able to settle it down at least a bit after that? Well, first, what happened is Toronto's good. <laughs> Toronto's good. They're on home ice, and they came out and did what they do best. Uh, they, they forced turnovers. They were good on the forecheck. Uh, they got a ton of talent up front, and they're, uh, they're, they were they were jumping. Uh, the reason that the others were still in the game is Mike Smith. Uh, that's one of those games where Mike Smith never allowed the Leafs to extend a lead, never allowed it to get to two goals. If the, if the game gets to two goals, well, then the bounce doesn't kill you. Torres got a good bounce that allowed the Oilers to tie the game up. But if you're up two, uh, we'll shrug that off. We're still playing pretty good. But in the first period, Toronto showed how good they were. And Mike Smith showed that he's capable of keeping a team in a hockey game. And he did. And then we, we talk about it game in, game out, you and I, that if one team has a fantastic 20 minutes, usually the other team has a pushback the next 20. So you better make sure you're rewarded with the 20 that you excel in. And the Leafs were, but it was only a one-goal lead. And that Mike Smith allowed the others to stay around, just stay around for that one bounce, that one break. They got it in the third period, and that was what uh, was enabled them to get the extra point in this game. So Mike Smith, to me, was the best player on the ice for either team and the reason the others got two points. Three goals tonight means a $300 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates Serious Injury Lawyers. They're given 100 bucks every time the Oilers score. So it's now up to $12,200, a 3-2 win for the Oilers tonight. You can get us on the CertainTeed hotline, 780-496-0063, CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. Tell you what, Rob, let's see if we can get somebody who has played goaltender at some point in their career to finish the play tonight. You got that, Kellen? Somebody has to have been a goaltender, NHL. Though I don't, mm. I don't know if Grant Fuhrer is going to call in to play the contest. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, junior, midget, bantam, great so three, four enough, hockey. Fair enough. You're, lo- you're looking for somebody that was a poor skater earlier in their career. <laughs> That's, that's what you're looking for. Those are your words, Rob, <laughs> not mine. I, you know, all the goalies tell me they're the best athletes. Oh, no, you know, Joaquin, Joaquin Gage. Okay, well, Gager couldn't skate. I've seen him skate. He couldn't skate. Mike Smith, <laughs> Maybe. though, he, he's, he goes against the grain on that. He's a pretty good athlete. He could, be, he could beat a lot of hockey players, regular players, in a, in a skating race. And, and probably beat them up, too, as we... <laughs> He showed us a little over a year ago. Yeah. All right. 7804960063. Well, this guy doesn't call in often, but I'm sure he's in a good mood tonight. It's Chris from Phoenix. Chris, nice to hear from you. Go ahead. Hey, long time no uh, no speak. Just wanted to let you guys know I am alive. Uh, you know, even over even during this pandemic, just working. Uh, fortunately, I've been uh, busy this whole time. So I just want to say uh, a great game by the Oilers. Um, 
Back uh, back when we hired, uh, and I'll get to nurse in a second. Back when we hired Holland, there was a lot of uh, a lot of chirping, you know. And I, and I phoned him and I said, you know what? He's he's a he's a Hall of Fame general manager. The guy has built teams to win. Uh, just give it patience. And uh, we're here fighting for a, uh, a divisional division title, uh, and we've been good these last two seasons. Uh, we're still a few holes away from uh, <clears throat> from. Uh, you know, having a really, really, really good team. Uh, I think we're we're still down, uh, probably a, a top six left winger. Let's hope that uh, Mr. Holloway uh, can uh, can fill that role eventually, uh, and then uh, and then a, a top four left shot D man. Uh, I think we're still we're we're still one away, and then uh, obviously you know uh, we can ride Mike Smith as long as we can, but uh, we have to fill that role too. Uh, as for Darnell Nurse, when uh, when we drafted him. Um, uh, I made an eerie, eerie kind of comparison to him, and a lot of people kind of frowned upon it, and they laughed about it, and, and I called him somewhat of a poor man's Chris Pronger. And if you look at Chris Pronger and you look at Darnell Nurse's uh, career, and you put them side by side, they're they're pretty eerie similar. Uh, like I'm not 100 percent sure if it took Chris Pronger up until um, this this season where Darnell is to to actually find his game and start putting up numbers. But it's eerily similar how how they are. Like obviously Darnell is is nowhere near Pronger. But what I'm just saying is just he's he's been phenomenal this year, and, and the fact that uh, the media is not uh, talking about him in the uh, in the Norris candidate uh, you know conversation is a joke. The, the kid the kid has come in and just wowed us this year, and I really 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 hope that he hasn't priced himself out of uh, of Edmonton with his play. Uh, but that's all I have, and uh, let's go Oilers. It's so sweet to beat the Leafs, and it's so good to see the Flames losing. Let's go Oilers. All right. We appreciate it, Chris. That's Chris from Phoenix checking in. Uh, I mean, Chris Pronger played, uh, I mean, by his fourth season, he was already, well, even as a rookie, he had 30 points. And then once he got to his fourth season, he was 35, 36, 46, 62 points in uh, in in 2000. I, I don't know if I'm going to go to that comparison Rob, but I mean, it's it's just fun, and I mean, it's a sign your team is having a good year when players are being even talked about slightly for individual awards. You know, I think Victor Hedman and Jeff Petrie are having absolutely outstanding seasons um, of their own, and would probably be Norris uh, Norris favorites right now. But but uh, yeah, I mean, Chris nails it. Good for him. Good for Nurse just to be in the discussion. Yeah, honestly. Well, a lot of the awards, it, it's like I, I talked with Bob earlier that when a coach is looking in his lineup, he always goes, he has a trust. He's got someone, okay, I know what this guy does. He's He's got experience. I feel comfortable with him out there, so I'm going to play him instead of this other new kid that's come up. It might be good, but let's go with the veteran just because we know what he does year in, year out. Well, that's what it's like with awards. I mean, some guys has this one good year, but, you know, this guy does it every year. So we kind of look towards him as the guy when we're putting down my vote. Well, it's always Bergeron or it's always Crosby or whatever. So I'm going to keep giving it to that guy until someone does it, not just one year. I want to see him do it two or three years. I don't want to flash in the pan winning the award. But I honestly, when you start looking at what Darnell has done this year, uh, he's not a one-trick pony where he's putting up these points and these goals as he's an offensive defenseman. No one ever would say at the start of the year, well, we got our offensive defenseman in Darnell Nurse, but now we need someone that's going to be able to have to shut down or someone to play against the other team's top players. 
because that's really Darnell's job. He's the, the physical force on the back end that can move the puck out. Uh, he can play against the other team's top players. He plays big minutes. He's 28 minutes or 27 minutes a night when needed, 30 if if it's a tight game. And to me, it's I, we don't get to see Hedman play very much because we're not getting the American games. And But we know how great he is. Like, he is a superstar. He's a guy that every year you can already write his name down. Okay, Norris candidate. He's always going to be there. But Darnell Nurse right now is in the same breath for the season he's having. I'm not saying Darnell is, is headman. He's certainly not pronger. Um, but he is having a year that should. I, I don't know any other defenseman. You, you mentioned Pet Petrie. You mentioned Hedman. I don't know any other defenseman that you could put up there and say, well, he's having a better year than Darnell Nurse. I, I just don't because he's doing it offensively. He's doing it as a physical force. He's playing big minutes. And the biggest thing for anyone that votes for awards He's doing it on a good team. That is the biggest thing. You can't, you have a great year, and we've seen it with Connor McDavid before, but your team is on the outside looking in. So, really, how good were you? He's on a team that is very good this year. So, yeah, to me, Darnell Nurse is, he, his name should be written down on a lot of ballots as we get closer. Now, he's got to continue it, but the goals he's scoring are big goals in big moments, and he's not a power play specialist. He's doing it five on five, which is, as you just go down the Oilers forwards and see how many players on the team have more goals five on five than Darnell Nurse. Um, there might be two, maybe. I don't even know if there's a third. So that's the kind of year that Darnell's having. Nurse gets the game winner. Oilers beat the Leafs 3-2 in overtime. Nurse named the second star tonight. Mike Smith, the first star. Mitch Marner, the third star. Kyle Turris, who scores in in his return to the lineup. You may have heard Dave Tippett describing what part of the body the puck went in off. Turris, uh, he's our fourth star for Mr. Mike's Steakhouse Casual, your hockey destination. Make your reservation at mrmikes.ca. Okay, I think we found a former goalie to finish the play. Terry, uh, tell us about your your goaltending resume here. Well, I can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Um, I played. I was an ankle skater growing up. So when I was young, Rob Rob's absolutely right. I wasn't the best skater, so I got to play in goal, and actually did pretty well and played uh, all the way along. And now, as my children say, I'm a beer league hall of famer. <laughs> so I still I still can make saves every so often, even though I'm getting older. But yeah, all right, that's pretty yeah, much it. That's think- a, the best the, the best I played I think was AAA back in uh, back many many years ago and high school hockey, which was big way back when. Well, that's still pretty good. AAA yeah, still pretty good. Do you, do you have a comment on the game, or do you just want to do the contest? Uh, no, I think I I agree 100 percent with. Uh, what we're saying about Darnell Nurse, I think that he has now become uh, a bona fide contender for the Norris Trophy and is doing incredibly well. Um, you know, I think he's exceeding expectations, but I also think that if you watched over the last couple of years, he has was more than able to. Um, like there was a lot of upside offensively, and now he's showing it sort of in both ends and doing. You know, he's make he's probably in the top three defensemen right now. I would say. All right, we're going to finish the play with you, Terry. You already have a premium sampler box from Hungry Herd. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Alberta owned and operated. And Kellen Kennedy has a clue for you. A cleared out skating after it. Here's Archibald. Breakaway back in. Josh Archibald, breakaway first period. Did he score? Absolutely. 
Puck cleared out, skating after it. Here's Archibald, breakaway, backhand, scores! There it is, Terry, the former goalie, well, I guess current beer league goalie, former AAA goalie, has his name going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. The Flames have an early goal. They lead the Jets about three and a half minutes into the first period, one zip. The Oilers beat the Leafs 3-2 in overtime. We got Tony up next on the phones. We got Darnell Nurse postgame standing by. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Puck gets to the middle of the ice to TJ Brody. Now to Spets as he comes up the right wing. On the right side, Kerfoot's going to go to the net. Pass across, and the save by Smith off of McCabe. Oh, what a stop, Mike Smith. Cam Moon on the play-by-play. Mike Smith with the stop. 29 saves this evening. He's 12-3-1 on the year, and after being pretty badly outplayed in the first period, the Oilers recover and beat the Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. Archibald, Turris, and Nurse for Edmonton, Marner, and Matthews for the Leafs. Matthews now up to 23 goals. That leads the NHL. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. It's presented by Japanese Village Restaurants. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout. Complete details at jvedmonton.ca. On the Certainty Hotline, we have Tony standing by. Tony, go ahead. Hey, boys. How's it going? Doing well. So I got a few I got a few comments, and I got a question for you guys because I know he was on our team last year, and I know he's on Buffalo this year, but with his contract, I think we could actually maybe be able to get him. My first comment was, I heard a rumor that, to- that the Toronto media said that Edmonton is afraid of facing the Leafs because they've been do- kind of dominating us this year. Second one is, have you heard anything about Spaylock? Because maybe we could give him a chance tomorrow night against the Habs. And he's, my not ready, was, he's, not, he's not ready to play yet. Oh, he's yeah, not and ready. I wouldn't okay. play him anyways. Kos- Koskinen's been playing well, so I wouldn't, I'd go with Koskinen. He's the one that deserves to play. And okay. less, until, until Koskinen does something wrong, he, to me, he's the guy that goes in when Smith needs a rest. Okay, and the third one is, he was on our team last year. What would you guys say about getting Riley Shane? We're looking for, you know, somebody who can be on the penalty kill. And he did pretty good for us last season. Like, we were ranked in the top five. And his contract is only 700000 Like, do you think that we could maybe look at getting Riley Shane back? I don't think he was good enough five on five. I think that would be the concern. Rob? I, and I, I, I think Haas and, and Kara have done a good job. I, I understand... Uh, the penalty killing has not been as good this year, and we talked about it in the preseason. I thought that uh, Sheehan, uh, there was going to be supposed to be an upgrade with Turris 5-on-5, five five, but I said we were going to lose something shorthanded because Sheehan was uh, very good shorthanded last year. Uh, I have no idea if there's ever any thought of getting him at all. None. As for the Toronto media, I have not read any Toronto media. The one thing about rumors, rumors are usually false. So I, I, I think that the Toronto media are fairly uh, educated in the game of hockey, just as the Edmonton media is, and they understand that uh, both these teams are very good. And I'm not sure anyone would wish to play against a Connor McDavid or a Leon Draisaitl team in the playoffs. I think Toronto feels that this is a year for them because they don't have to go through Boston or Tampa, and uh, they're going to go all in. As, and the Edmonton Oilers right now feel, you know what, this, we've got a good team this year. So it's going to be fun. This is a sprint right now. This is going to be a, a lot of fun the last 
20 games going into the playoffs. The overtime hero tonight, courtesy Mattress Superstore, Darnell Nurse. Season win, but, but how big is this knowing what could be down the road with this team? I know we, uh, <clears throat> we, we came in tonight, obviously we wanted to win. Um, I think, uh, you know, as a as a team, we knew what uh, we were capable of, and we knew we were capable of getting on the, uh, in, the in the win column here tonight. And um, you know, it was just a, a big win for us, and something to build off of uh, to you know, points this final stretch of the season. What can you say about your goaltender? I mean, you know, big saves, including right before your winner. Yeah, I mean, Smith each and every night. Um, you know, he's he's been unbelievable. Makes big saves like like moments in OT uh, they did tonight. And, you know, for us, whenever you have a guy back there playing like that, it's, it's a lot of confidence within the group. So, um, no, we were very lucky to have two two really good goalies and Smith's been playing uh, unbelievable for us. Ken Campbell, the Hockey News. Um, Darnell, with your big goal tonight, you took over the defenseman goal scoring lead. And I, I'm wondering if that's indicative of, um, you know, sort of more of an emphasis on your part uh, to, you know, maybe drive to the net a little harder and uh, and be more of an offensive player than you've been in the past. Yeah, I think I just want to um, generate more from the opportunities I have. I think I've, I've uh, over the course of the years and Lastly, I've, I've found a way to get into to good scoring positions, but I haven't found a way to capitalize. And I feel like this year it's more so coming because I'm getting myself back to those spots and um, you know just just shooting. So um, you know, we have great players on our team that uh, find you find you whenever you get open. So um, you know, I just try to get myself to those spots, and they make great plays. And you know, my job finish it off sometimes. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Hopefully I get a longer answer tonight than I did this morning. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Nah, no problem, man. I'm just kidding. We, uh, You walked in with like two seconds left and picked your spot and just missed it. And then you get another chance that early in overtime. I guess I'd ask you to take us through that. And how rare is it to get two prime scoring chances that close to each other? Yeah, you know, I just saw Leon with the puck there at the end of the third and thought I could creep in. I was just, you know, kind of surveying their, their wingers and saw a spot that I could creep into. And, you know, he made a great pass. And there's a pretty fine spot there to, to pick. I tried to pick, just missed. And, um, you know, when I got an OT, I really wanted to... Uh, to put it home because I felt like I could have uh, helped did that uh, in the third. So it's, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, they, that Leon passed to, to Connor and then over to me. I mean, they, they made great plays and I uh, tried to put myself in a spot to finish, finish it off. For six of the nine games with you in Toronto, it's been just like this. One goal games, late in the third, somebody wins later in overtime or whatever. Uh, can you take us to sort of the rivalry that you have? You're both at the top of the standings. Maybe you meet one day down the road here. Who knows? It, it's a pretty good matchup, looks like. Yeah, it's it, they're they're tight games. I mean, um, you know, for us, we look at you know the body work that uh, we play against. Obviously, we have those three games where uh, they swept us on home ice, and I think. Uh, 
you know, we, we don't look back uh, too much on that. I think the, the six games that we played tonight, um, played hard. I think that's more indicative of our of our play and, and how we are as a team. And um, like I said, we have a lot of confidence and uh, it's uh, they're good games. And, you know, you never know. You never know the way this format is. You may be meeting, uh, maybe meeting later on in, in the in the season or in the playoffs. So um, it'll be uh you know, obviously, it's a, it's a good matchup and one that uh, you know, brings out the best of both, both teams. Jim Matheson, Post Media. A couple of things, Darnell. Uh, are the, were the gods owed you one tonight? Uh, the last game, you, your Matthew shot went off your leg and uh, you lost the game. And tonight, you got the puck on your stick and won it in overtime. Is that one of those ones while the wheel turns? I think that's, that'll be the joke, right? Two overtime goals back-to-back. Uh, -back. So <laughs> it's good to be on the other side of it this time. Uh, and um, 12 goals, you know, for you and three overtime winners in your career. Are you getting to be, like, you know, one of those guys that you relish the overtime? Yeah, I think those high-pressure situations, I think anyone, like any player in this league, um, when you get the opportunity to play in those high-pressure situations, I think I embrace it. It's a lot of fun that, uh, you know, it gets the juices going a little bit and there's a... Uh, you know, there, there's a little bit of uh, fire that, that comes in and we get in those little situations. So, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you know, that late in game, late in game situation and uh, three on three overtime. It's uh, it's fun to be a part of. Terry Jones, Post Media. Okay, Darnell, you uh, you lose the season series to Toronto, but uh, you win the last game, uh, 20 games to go. Uh, how do you focus forward? What, what do you see this for this club going forward? Yeah, I mean, our, we have 20 games left, and our uh, focus shifts right to Montreal tomorrow night. Um, it's a good uh, good test for us. I think, obviously, uh, this this season is a this is a good final stretch here coming up. But, but you know, for us, you can't be looking too far uh, into the future. Got to take it one day at a time, one game at a time, and uh, you know, it's going to be our mindset: never too high, never too low, and um, you know, kind of keep that keep that even keel. Uh, work-based attitude and I think uh, if, if we keep that and, and play with that kind of mindset the rest of the way we'll put ourselves in a good position uh, come here at the end of the season. What does this game specifically say about you guys? Well I, I mean we were it sat, sat here this morning got a lot of questions about uh, you know are we a, a team that uh, you know whether they wanted to stay or not was afraid to to play uh, in, in this type of series against this type of team, and I think this this shows what we are capable of as a team. And I think uh, you know it's uh, we're excited about uh, where we have to go as a team. That's Darnell Nurse. His goal, 17 seconds into overtime, gives the Oilers a 3-2 win in Toronto. You're also going to hear from Kyle Turris. Jared is up next on the phone lines. We're back after the news for more Heartland Ford overtime open line. Okay, so... And off the right wing, able to get the puck into the Leaf end. Back for it is Brody. 2-1 to one Leafs lead. We're a minute 15, gone here in the third. Nugent Hopkins back to the point. Larson shoots, scores! Hit Turris in front of the net! It gets by Hutchinson! 
Kyle Turris hadn't played since March 8th, gets moved up to the second line tonight, and that was his tying goal early in the third period. It made it 2-2, and the Oilers beat the Leafs 3-2 in overtime. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you. Rob, what did you think of Turris's game tonight? And maybe we'll put that line as a whole, uh, asking how they played. Well, I can go through them individually. Nugent Hopkins much better than he was the other night. Uh, it was not a good night for the second line in the first game against Toronto. Nugent Hopkins was better. Yamamoto, uh, considerably better than the other night. He did a fantastic job on the forecheck, creating turnovers, uh, being a pest. Uh, he was physical out there. I thought Yamamoto had a good game, and I thought Turris was good. It, I mean, he's a guy that hasn't played in a while. He's been through injury, through COVID protocol, uh, in and out of the lineup as a healthy scratch. Uh, it's been a long time since he got to play, and he comes in and plays bigger minutes, plays second line against the best team in the division. And he played well. He created chances. Uh, I mean, it was a fluky goal, but he was standing in front of the net. That's where you want to be. So I thought I thought he was good. And what he did was, and what you want to do when you're a guy that's in and out of the lineup, you play well enough to get yourself another opportunity. And that's what he, he certainly did with tonight's effort. I imagine that line will be the same tomorrow and he's going to get another chance to prove himself. So it wasn't a great first impression for Kyle Turris in the beginning of the season, but he's getting a second opportunity to make that first impression. And tonight was a good step. That's our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com slash Hockey. We have Jared standing by on the Certainty Hotline. Jared, it's nice to hear from you. Go ahead, sir. Hey, boys. How good did that one feel? Man, I hate the Leafs. <laughs> it's, fu- it's funny. I've heard Oilers fans say that to me before. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make two comments on uh, Mike Smith here. Uh, first of all, what a damn beauty. Dare I say shades of Dwayne Rollison. And, uh, and two, at 12-3-1, and one, if he keeps playing the year like this, how do you not even give him at least one more year next year? Well, that's, well, that's a good point. That's Very a good great point. point. Um, he's uh, any player that gets older in age, and he's older than most. Not a lot of players are still playing at, is he 39 now, as you read? Yeah, I just turned. So, th- I mean, so when you get older, and most players, it's usually 32, 33, you start trying to get another contract. I want to have one more season. I'm going to play well enough to get one more season in. And the way that Mike Smith has played and the way that he looks after himself, the shape he's in, uh, age is different for him than most other people. Most hockey players' bodies start breaking down uh, right around 30, 31, and they lose a step or two and not as strong physically and start to get pushed around, and they're just not the same player. But what we've seen out of Mike Smith is he's gotten better with age. And, uh, yeah, if, if he continues, if he's the starter here, and there's no reason to believe that he won't be as for the remainder of the season, how do you not bring him back or, or give him that opportunity? And uh, so, I mean, this was not plan A for the Edmonton Oilers this year. Mike Smith was not their number one guy to come back. They tried. They made a big push to get Mark Schmidt uh, out of Vancouver. He was plan B, and sometimes the best plans are the ones that fall in your lap, and this has turned out very well for Mike Smith and exceptionally well for the Edmonton Oilers. On the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Avalanche up 3-1 
on the Ducks late in the second period. Shots are 29-9 for the Avalanche. Late in the first, Kings lead Vegas 1-0. Calgary still has that early goal on the board. They lead the Jets 1-0. Lindholm got a power play goal. 224 into the game. We're now down to about four minutes left in the period. Still to come, the Wild and the Sharks. The Penguins knock off the Islanders 2-1. And man, oh man, Rob, it's 18 games without a win for Buffalo. And they were up 3 nothing in the 13 third. minutes into the second period. Yeah, and going into the third. And Philly ties it and wins 4-3 in overtime. So 0-15-3 in their last 18 games for the Sabres. Yeah, and that was a team that had expectations. They thought they could be a playoff hockey club. They went out and made the big signing, got yeah. Taylor. Or at least hang in the game. race, like you know. Well, I think they, there was a belief they would they could make the playoffs. They honestly, they felt they had a good enough team to make the playoffs. And I mean, I in all their in their worst dreams, in their worst nightmares, I don't think they ever could have imagined they'd be on a stretch like this, where I mean, it would be hard each and every morning going to the rink because it is a weird season already this year with guys having to stay in their hotel rooms and the only good place that you could go to for the players is to go to the rink well it's a depressed state going to the rink knowing you've lost 13 14 15 and now 18 games in a row and this one probably hurts the most having a three nothing lead in the third period and then losing this one's got to really sting how about this score? Mentioned it during the broadcast. Bob mentioned it after the game, too. FIFA World Cup qualifying. CONCACAF. That's, <laughs> that's our conference, our continent. 11-0 Canada over the Cayman Islands. Alfonso Davies, the Edmontonian, scored twice in that one. That is not a close I watched, game. I watched. They, they showed the highlights. They showed every single goal. I felt so bad for the, uh, the goal. There's the Cayman Islands, correct? Yeah. That, yeah, I, I felt so bad for that goalie because the, all the goals, it was it was a Canadian more or less one-on-one going going against the goaltender. They had two or three penalty shots. They actually, Canada had a penalty shot, and the goalie stopped it. The rebound came out. The goalie stopped the rebound, and then the third guy came in and put it into an empty net. It was it was heartbreaking watching for that team. Good for Canada as they they well, they're marching. We've been on the wrong the side Cup. of some of those. We've been on the yes, wrong yeah. side of some of those in men's soccer, so hopefully oh, it's coming and around. Canada, and Canada lost in the Olympic qualifying. They are now out of the uh, the Olympic uh, chances of going to the Olympics as they lost to Mexico. I believe it was today or tonight or this afternoon or something like that. They lost 2 nothing to Mexico, so that's too bad for them. Pistons over the Raptors, 118-104. Get your NCAA brackets out. Here's the update. Houston beats Oregon State, 67-61. Baylor leads Arkansas, 42-29, with about five minutes left in the first half. Uh, Rob, I oh, they're reviewing a Winnipeg goal here. I think for kicked in. Obviously, we're, I don't know if you have it on. I'm watching with the sound yeah, on, but I think it's for too, kicked yeah. in. It is. He came across. I, I think it's good. I think it's a good goal. Uh, he did stick his foot out to deflect it uh but to me he's kicking oh not at the net he's kicking away so to me to me it looks like a good goal but what do i know yeah that's a tough one I, they just showed a really good angle i mean he's definitely trying to direct the puck yep yeah yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see funny. in this game and we talk you know what you the other day you asked me about penalties um what penalties do players want and earlier in this game dubois runs Tanev headfirst into the boards. Absolutely crushed him so much that Tanev eventually he left and went right down the tunnel. 
Hannafin came in and, and pushed Dubois afterwards, like, okay, seriously, I can't believe you did that. Hannafin gets the penalty. I mean, that's what's wrong with, with the game sometimes. Uh, a, a dangerous hit. Like, it was, you should see when Tanov goes in, how his neck bends. When that isn't called, that's what's wrong with the game of hockey. They got to make sure they take those hits out of the game. Yeah, I, I think that we talked about that before. The cross-checking and the boarding, it should be no debate. I mean, if we can debate the little hacks on the hands and mm-hmm. all those, and maybe that's never going to go away. But the, the stuff from behind, I mean, the Haas hit today, uh, you know, the Edmonton got his power play on it. I'm glad that was called. And But there have been ones worse than that that aren't called. And, you know, and, yeah. and both ways. I mean, Yamamoto has drilled a couple guys this year and probably got away with it. So well, Yamamoto you, you see it both ways. One. Yeah, Yamamoto should have had one on Marner earlier in the game. He gave him a cross-check uh, right in front of the boards. Now, it it's not a vicious cross-check, but when you're skating and you're about two feet from the boards or three feet from the boards, you're not expecting to get hit. So even if it's just a small cross-check in the back, it's propelling you towards the boards. That should have been a penalty because that's what you got to get out of the game because those are where players get hurt. Nobody's getting hurt when you put your stick across a guy's waist. To me, if you impede a guy that stops a guy from getting a break or stops a guy from getting a scoring chance, yes, that's a penalty. But some of the ones where the stick just accidentally goes on the guy's leg, no, that's not a penalty. Speaking of things that were scary tonight too, oh, uh, how about wow. Barry with the skate in the face with Matthews? That that scares me. When I'm watching things like that, I, I've i seen that. I, I, I've been where skates have come up close. That That could have been very, very scary and very, very dangerous for Barry. Very fortunate that it was only, there was some blood, but it wasn't anything that made him uh, have to leave for an extended period of time. But anytime this, people don't realize how sharp those skates are. And that's a, a, a big boot going right into the face of, of Barry today. Very fortunate that it wasn't a serious injury. Yeah, that was terrifying. I mean, so close to his neck and then along his face and i know they have visors but even the angle that the skate was going in there there could have been something on or near the eye so very lucky that it wasn't worse as shifley just rips home a one-timer so now it's 2-1 for winnipeg got a message here from uh louis who says hey guys two entertaining hockey games they both could have gone either way the one thing that concerns me about a playoff series with the leafs is could the oilers withstand their pressure over a long series players like Laguson and bear would have me worried against the Leafs ramped up for check. Toronto's good. They're, they're very good. And it, it certainly would be a concern. Uh, tonight, this game could have been put away in the first period. If it wasn't for Mike Smith, um, Toronto had their four check going and they were creating chances and they have some, uh, they got two lines that they can throw at you. Both their lines could be first lines on most teams in the NHL. That's how good they are up front. So, yeah, it is a concern. The, the, for the Oilers, in a long playoff series, they would need to have outstanding goaltending to to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Having said that, uh, the Oilers, when they get their forecheck going, they can create turnovers as well. And tonight, the the tying goal, the tourist goal, was a, a good forecheck. I think it was Brody, I'm not positive. I think it was Brody had the puck on his stick. And the Oilers got in on the forecheck, forced the turnover. So, uh, it, I to me, a perfect scenario would have the Oilers playing the Winnipeg Jets in the first round and then the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round simply for a pure entertainment value. 
I think that would be uh, a, a dream come true for the type of hockey that we would see. I know it's a long ways away, but yeah, there are concerns. Toronto Maple Leafs forecheck will concern most teams because they are pretty good up front. I would imagine that uh, they're, none of the top three teams are done. I don't think this is their final roster. I think there will be some moves at the trade deadline and possibly whichever team makes the best move at the deadline might have the advantage going into the playoffs. All right, the Oilers take it 3-2 in overtime. You'll hear from Kyle Turris when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. In over the line on the right side, pass over, Matthew shot. Oh, the save by Mike Smith coming across. Absolutely Rob Matthews and the puck out to center. McDavid down the right wing. Kenners scores! Darnell Nurse ends it in overtime. Oilers win 3-2. Short and sweet, 17 seconds for Nurse to get the winner. You can win tonight as well. You have until 11 o'clock to get a ticket in the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation 50-50 raffle presented by Remax. It's supporting hockey is for everyone. The total jackpot right now, $485,000. Back to Toronto. Here's Kyle Turris. All the time, and they're a good team, so for us to come out and and uh, play like we did tonight, especially in the second and third. It was, uh, it was a good win for us. Obviously, we're on the COVID protocol list. Uh, how have the last few weeks been for you personally? Uh, yeah, a little bit frustrating. Just uh, not being able to, to get into a rhythm because I was kind of the game or two before uh, I had to go into COVID protocol. I was starting to get my legs back and starting to feel better. And um, for that to hit at the, that time, it was a bit frustrating with the timing. But um, yeah, I, I feel good. feel like my legs are coming around. And um, yeah, it's just nice to get back out on the ice today. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Hey, Kyle. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say that you haven't had a lot of luck this year, right? Just the stuff that you thought would happen and wanted to happen. Uh, and then it, you get one in off your rear end. Uh, is that a... Is that the hockey gods kind of throwing one to you there? <laughs> yeah, no, I hope so. It, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, the timing and just kind of the beginning and, and kind of the season is... It's been frustrating. I, I know I need to play better and I want to contribute more. And um, yeah, just the timing of it has all been frustrating, uh, especially with, like I said, with this COVID stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the bounce tonight, uh, feel like my legs are coming around and, and I know I need to play better, but I, I feel like I'm moving in that direction. You had a, a, probably your best game of the season, the last one you played before you went out. Uh, you come back tonight, you play a good game. Meanwhile, the talk around the trade deadline is this team needs a third-line center. You're supposed to be the third-line center here. Do you feel like that job's yours for the reclaiming? Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I, I know I need to play better. Um, I didn't have a good first however many games of the season. And um, just getting into the rhythm, getting my legs back. I, I know what I can do and, and I know how I can contribute and I just need to start doing that consistently and, and um, show everybody I can. So I'm, that's what I'm going to start to do. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do and, and feel like I'm moving in the right direction. Jim Matheson, Post Media. 
Uh, Kyle, uh, you seem to be all all around the puck tonight, too. You touched it a lot. You had more touches with the puck than you've had in a lot of games. Did you feel that? Yeah, definitely. Um, like uh, the question before this, it, kind of the game before I went on the COVID list, I, I felt pretty good. I felt like I had the puck lots. I was making plays and, um, you know, I was just trying to keep that feeling. And it's been three weeks, but at the same time, I, I just, uh, I feel good. And, and when I'm feeling the puck and getting around the puck and, and have the puck more, I, I feel like I'm able to create and contribute more for my line mates and, and create opportunities. So I, uh, yeah, I just, I need to get on the puck and stay on the puck uh, to play my best. And did it seem like the Oilers hung around? They wouldn't let, or Mike Smith, I guess, wouldn't let Toronto get a third goal. So you hung around and then in the third period, it was much like I thought the Winnipeg game you won, you know, a couple of weeks ago where you kind of took over in the third period and you had some chances and you won, ended up winning the game. Yeah, no, we, we definitely played a, a stronger second and a better third. And I guess Smitty made some big saves. Yeah, uh, especially the one in you know overtime there on Matthews that allowed us to come back the other way. So it's uh, yeah, I mean we're we're just coming together as a team. And uh, down the stretch here, you know, the last 20, 20 games, we want to be making strides in the right direction and getting out of the right time going into playoffs. Mark Spector. Yeah, I don't like we can't critique a win when you walk in the first place teams building and beat them. That's generally good enough, Kyle. Uh, but I guess I would ask you how we should look at this game, right? You you guys got outshot a fair bit and, you know, Toronto had a lot of chances and you guys got it out and end up in the winners in overtime. Is this was this the Oilers winning a game where maybe they could still play better or do I underestimate a team that played pretty well? I mean, any game, no matter what, you can always play better. You can always find things you need to improve on. And uh, that's why you want to be hitting your your best stride come game 56 or game 82 so that you're going into the playoffs on a high note and feeling good and together and connected as a team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we could have played better tonight, but at the same time, to, to be a good team in their building and uh, play strong in the second, strong in the third, and... You know, I, I mean, I still thought we had quite a bit of offensive zone time. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're just, it was, it was a good win. That is Kyle Turris gets a goal tonight. Nurse gets the winner. Oilers beat the Leafs 3-2 in overtime. You can get more on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. The Oilers are right back at it tomorrow. The face-off show here on 630Ched will start at 3.30. The game is at 5, Oilers at Canadian. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer at 630 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.